right. All right, here we go. Real talk, Calabar and Jeremy, real talk. Everybody hear me, real talk. Holler at your boy, real talk. Oh, what a joy, real talk, real talk. Real talk. What's up? You're listening to Real Talk Episode 9. This is Oliver from Indie Rock Bakery. This is Jeremy from It Is Not For You. Uh, that music you were just listening to is actually a, a new uh, user submission uh, theme song that uh, Brandon, Brandon Wallowitz, a.k.a. Wallpaper, he actually uh, he wrote that for us and uh, called it into the Real Talk hotline. Uh, I got to say, this is, a, this is a pretty good theme song. It's really good. Uh, uh, you know, I, I, I enjoy the live instrumentation. Um, I can speak to the effect that I know Brandon... Uh, through some serendipitous luck, actually possesses a real deal organ that he keeps in his home and occasionally blesses uh, the internet community with um, little riffs, little jams. But I think this may be his first full-on, lyrically composed, melodic theme song for a radio slash podcast show. I appreciated it, personally. I mean, I, hey, I mean, I'm not mad at him. I'll keep it coming. All keep right. it so, coming. So big thanks to Wallpaper out there. Uh, if anybody else, you know, has any sort of musical talent or ambitions and would like to have your work featured on the show, you want to compose your own little uh, Real Talk theme song, you can uh, you can do that. And you can either you can email us an MP3, you can send it to thatrealtalk at gmail.com, or you can call, as always, our Real Talk hotline. It was blown up last time. It was blown up. The number for that is 323 6252. You might want to actually just put this in your cell phone right now. 323-545-6252. This doesn't have to be just for theme songs submissions either. You can also call in and rant like a madman, complain about shit, maybe have an I know as you, you know, maybe you have a reaction to the show, whatever. Just call in and we will play your voicemails live on the air. That is exactly how we do it. I, I know there, it seems like we are a discriminating bunch, but uh, you could call up... I just dropped Jeremy just knocked over a beer. Just knocked over a beer. Uh, empty. You can call up the show and uh, put your cat on, and I'll tell you what, we'll at least play maybe, what, 30 seconds? No. Feature cat, maybe five seconds. I don't know. I'm not really interested in playing a cat. But we're playing what you put on because we care for you. We put on for our city. We put on for our listeners. Call in. Leave us a message. We want to hear from you. Okay. All right. Let's get moving. Let's get the show going. Um, speaking of you know keyboards and music and stuff, you wanna, uh, you're taking a piano class. Yeah. Yeah. Actually, uh uh, a, a friend of mine, um, uh, actually, um, at your at your recent birthday party, which is a thing that happened, which we enjoyed, yeah, um, uh, mentioned, hey, I'm taking this piano class. Do you want to join? I said, sure. Went down to good old LACC. It's LA uh, City College. And for $20, I'm taking a five-week, four-day-a-week course uh, called Piano One. So it's a dollar a day. Uh, it's, yeah, yeah, really a dollar. It is a dollar a day. It's outrageous. It's in front of piano for an hour and a half. I do a little giggling, a little playing. Okay, now, now bef- the best part, I think, of this whole thing is what is your one singular motivation for taking this class? My one goal for taking this class is I want to be able to play keyboard cat on command, anytime, anywhere, just you name it, I do it. And, you know, I'll tell you what, I was kicking it early tonight, I'm getting there. Getting I am there. getting there. All right, good. Okay, so yeah, piano class. All right, so um, the big news of this show is the Lakers. 
Los Lakers, that Lake Show. Our boys, uh, they did it. You know, they came home with the trophy, brought it back to LA. They are your 2009 NBA World Champions. World Champions. Of the world. Of the world. Um, I mean, what, what is there to say? I mean, I wasn't shocked, but I was certainly delighted. You know, it was a circuitous route uh, to the victory, uh, the championship. But uh, you know what? Even, even though it seemed dark... Before the dawn, we got it, we have it, we possess it, and, uh, you know, I mean, no matter what people said, when and where and how, uh, our boys have the trophy. You know, speaking of what people said, um, actually, I think it's worth mentioning, we're going to take a little trip back in time, dip into the Real Talk archives. Memory uh, lane. Go back to January 8th. This is Real Talk episode two. I'm just going to play a little clip. So, uh, you know, I mean, hopefully the Lakers can stay healthy this year because they're doing some, some good things. It's true. I feel like, you know, uh, they're on path to maybe win it all. Uh, you know. Yeah, you call it? Is Enfy calling it? I, I think Enfy might be calling it. You know, I, uh, uh, bold claims are my specialty. That is uh, truth. This that is was truth. the side of muckraking. And I would tell you this. Uh, the Celtics are a bunch of pansies. They suck. And also, the Lakers are going to take it all. Wow. A little two for there. The muckraking right. and, the, uh, and the predictions. Uh, yes. All right. Well, that's good. So, Los Lakers, keep it up. Keep up the good work. Hope to uh, hope to get that that uh, parade down Figueroa. Okay, so uh, you know I think we were I gotta say three for three right there. I mean the the Celtics <laughs> we really were. They did suck. They did. We suck. did win it all, and we did actually we got that parade down Figueroa. <laughs> we did we did get it all, even with all the budget concerns and it cost this much and who pays for what? I'll tell you. I mean it happened. We had yeah. a parade. We, you wonderful. know what we have we have proof because we actually took a little trip down to the parade. Want to cue that up? Yeah, let's cue that up. What's up? This is Real Talk. We're reporting from the Lakers Victory Parade. Uh, right now, we're at the corner of Figaro and Chickhearn Court. Jeremy, why don't you describe the scene for us? Uh, well, we've got an ocean of fans, uh, a lot of little memorabilia, and a lot of uh, no, a lot of uh, a lot of throwback jerseys, if you will. I'm seeing a lot of Shaq, a little, little Jerry West was, a little Magic. Uh, someone from Nike somewhere is handing out. MVP puppet little signs, uh, Kobe and Dez. I don't know where they are, but I must find them because I must own it now. Um, but yeah, it looks like a bunch of stoked people. Uh, I guess the parade starts in about 20 minutes. Uh, we're still filling up here in the corner of, I guess in the shadow of the Staples Center, really. That's right, uh, a, sea, a sea of purple and gold. And uh, right now we're going to go get some real talk from some real fans. So I'm standing here with, uh, what's your name? Kevin. Kevin, and Kevin, uh, I see you're wearing a Lakers shirt there. Is this a uh, uh, player's particular shirt? Is it a team, team shirt? Yeah, my team shirt for the finals. Wore it every time during the, during the game, and every time I wore it, they won. All right, well, it sounds like it's a good shirt. Huh? So uh, can you tell me what was your favorite part of the finals or playoffs in general? I got to say Oliver Reza steals. I gotta say Oliver Reese's steal. So you're a Trevor fan? Yeah, definitely. Definitely Trevor fan. That's the next question. So which Laker would you most like to party with? Which one do you think party's the hardest? Party's the hardest? Yeah. Bynum, baby. What happens in the grotto stays in the grotto. Oh, really? Sounds like you know a little something. Yeah, 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 yeah. You guys saw the pictures, right? Oh, man. We'll have to get on, we'll have to get on the internet and check those out. Yep. Uh, who are you hoping to see today? Uh, everyone on the team, you yeah. know? Yeah. I'm obviously everybody on the team. All right, uh, what do you have to say to all the haters? People uh, not from L.A., maybe some Cavs fans, Celtics, Magic. We're in L.A., bitch. 
<laughs> Thanks a lot, man. Yeah. All right, let me get you guys' names. Oh, my name is Renee. Hey, Renee. Gonzalez. Isaac Gonzalez. And Anthony Gonzalez. Where are you guys from, coming from today? Oh, we coming from City Bell, man. All right, I'm yep, same, same. Same. We with the shit, homie. We chilling, homie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what the fuck color you got on you. That's right. That's right. I should say for the listeners out there, you guys, you guys got the Laker flags on. You got the uh, the Laker wigs. Who'd you come out here to see today? Came out to see everybody. We support the whole team. We've been here. We got to represent. We got to represent Lakers. Whole city. Right on. Right on. You guys got a, like a favorite playoffs moment? Uh, that favorite what? Favorite playoffs moment this year? Honestly, it's, it's just it's just when they won, when that final buzzer was done, we got the championship. That was it. Seeing just just seeing Kobe jump around, at, you know, just as a little kid and he won a championship. Right on. Who do you think of the Lakers parties the hardest? Uh, I say Lamar Odom, man. Lamar Odom. Getting that candy. What is candy? A lot of Lamar, but we got one vote for Bynum. Why, why Bynum? Bynum, because he's he young and he's with the business. Though. That's what everyone's been saying. That's what everyone's been saying. All right, one last question to all the haters out there. What do you have to say? Uh, keep hating. You got to step up, You know what? Man. This is this. I just, I don't know what to say about them. Just keep hating on us. That's what makes us, that's what makes us better. That's what makes us LA better. I but I'll say fuck all y'all haters. Fuck them. All right, I'm thank you. Land. Thank I you, guys. Right. I'm standing here in front of the uh, Stable Center. Who am I standing here with? You're standing with T, like T-Mobile. T, like T-Mobile? Exactly. All right, T, whose jersey are you wearing? I'm wearing my favorite player and the MVP of the league, or he should be, Kobe Bryant. All right, Kobe Bryant. Now, i got to ask you, what was your favorite moment from the season this year? For the season? Playoffs included. Playoffs included, I guess. Game five, the give and go between Lamar Odom and uh, Pau Gasol on a steal from Ariza, it kind of encapsulated where the Lakers had advanced to. You know, it was a, a team play that kind of clinched the game, and it was just nice to see. Kind of reminded me of the old Showtime Lakers. Yeah, yeah, I understand that. I understand a lot. Yeah, getting everybody involved. Uh, qu- who are you here to see today? I'm here to see everybody. I'm, I'm kind of like a representative for my whole neighborhood. <laughs> okay, all right. Uh, do you think uh, the puppet Kobe is here? Uh, do I think he's here? Do you think you'll do you think we'll see him today? Will he make an appearance? The puppet Kobe, you know, he's a he's a pretty popular guy and probably pretty busy, but I'm sure he can make time for this kind of celebration. All right. Well, thanks so much, man. You're welcome. Have fun. All right. Thanks. Let me let me get your guys' names. Uh, I have been at Maggie. All right. Uh, you guys excited to be here today? Of course, yeah. We feel the love from LA. You know, we feel the love closest to everybody. We're getting along. Hopefully, we keep it peaceful. Great, great. Hometown representing. Uh, who, who are you guys out here to see today? Um, we see all the Laker players. All right on. He knows more. Let me take my baby takeover. Nah, <laughs> I don't know, know what I'm saying. I don't know. I know a little fish. I know a little gasol. Some farmer. Woo-woo. Sorry, baby. <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, let me ask you this. You think Phil's coming back next year? Yeah, yeah I think he's going to come back. Yeah, all right. Because we need him here. Hey, we got to keep him hope, no? Yeah, hope. that's right. He's the, he's the brain. He's the brain. Exactly. Uh, any favorite moments this year from the season? Um... Maybe the the Fisher shot, the, the three point shot. Yeah, yeah, that was uh, what game four. Yeah. I'm saying that show, that was a crazy shot, you know. Yeah, that's that's what he does best. Uh, do you have a favorite headband from Sasha Vujicic this year? Uh, baby, can I answer? He looks good at every headband he wears. <laughs> Okay, okay. <laughs> do you think do you think he's gonna cut his hair now that the Lakers finally won a championship? Nah, I think he's a little like, you know, his little sign, his little mark right there, his little long. Yeah, it's his trademark. His trademark. 
I don't know. It's cool. That's him, you know? All right. All right. Uh, any last words for Laker fans out there? We love LA. <laughs> and that's all I gotta say. Hey, go Lakers number one. Woo to woo. Thank you. Thanks. Take care. Yes. All right. This is the Real Talk wrap up. The parade just passed us by. Our newly crowned champions on their way now to the Los Angeles Coliseum. And uh, I think we're we're done here. Our work here is done. Headed home. And uh, we're gonna go for another one next year. Till then. All right, well, that was uh, some real talk from real fans. The realest. Um, it was, I got to say, it was a good time. How did you, what did you think of the parade? I mean, actually being there. I mean, I, here's, I was telling uh, our, our um, real talk correspondent and associate, Spencer, earlier today. Uh, he asked me about the parade. He couldn't make it. I told him, you know what, uh, there was about 25 to 30 minutes before the actual parade started where I was standing in the hot sun, just kind of like hanging out. I was like, this is all right. And then those double-decker buses started to pass me by. I saw the first one pull up. I believe it was uh, Luke leading the way. Luke was out there, and I think Pow was on the first, the first one, too. Uh, saw, saw Luke, and initially I was like, holy shit, these men are real. These are not actors in, you know, fucking on uh, TNT HD. These are men who do great things. And as the players came by, my delight only got bigger and bigger and more, more all-consuming. I'll say this. When Sasha came oh, back. Let me, you know what? I'd like to talk about Sasha, actually. Let's um, talk about Sasha. Now, he Sasha has had a, a rough year, certainly. Oh, um, most certainly. That's putting it kindly. I mean, the machine, you know, we were, I think we were all waiting for him to come out and sort of have his Terminator Salvation moment where he was going to come and start down, knocking down those threes like he was doing last year. And quite frankly, he didn't. It just never you know? happened. I mean, we're talking Brick City. But, um, but, you know, he always, you know, he kept a good attitude. He played Scrappy D, you know, and I'm sure the guys, you know, on the team, you know, love having him around because he seems like a, just a good guy with a good, good attitude. He know? does. His, his good whole, haircut, good headbands. Yeah. Yes. I mean, if, you, if you're on the internet and you've seen maybe his YouTube videos or whatever, blah, 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 he seems like he gets it. He knows what's up. He understands that he is someone who is both A, hilarious, and uh, B, enjoyable, and he milks it. And he shoots like a machine sometimes. Sometimes. And so a lot of questions, you know, I mean, a lot of, a lot of doubters, a, hate, a lot frankly. of machine haters out a there. A lot of Frank. And you know what? I will yeah. say this. I was one of them. I was one of them. You, you know what? Yeah, that's true. During you have no finals, loyalty. Then, during so. the later playoffs, I mean, you can attest. We watched all the games together. There were times where I said, you know what? Why is Sasha on this team? Yeah. But Why you know Sasha what? On this team? But, but when that caravan came by, Whew. he was pumping his fist. He was like right on the edge and he was on our side because, you know, the parade... You know, Not, we weren't, but what, 27 feet from him? Like We were outrageous. we were close. Like, we were within like three-point range of him. And he was like pumping his fist in the air and cheering and like you could tell he was really like relishing it and like having the time of his fucking life. And you know what? In that moment, all was forgiven. Washed and I was, away white as snow... It was too. I, I told Spencer earlier. He said, "How was it? How was it?" I said, "Well, I, I was standing in the hot sun and kind of like, oh, this is all right. There's a lot of people around." And then Sasha looked like into the crowd, like his gaze washed over me, and he put his hands up, like get excited, like pumped up, and he was thrilled. He yeah, was. He was. He stoked. really was. And when I saw him up there, the machine, you know, like when I saw him, like as stoked as I was, it was like being six years old. It, it was, was like it, being yeah. six years old. I was kind of surprised by the whole parade thing. I like it was kind of like a like Beatles fan, like or watching the Pope go by. Moment. It really was. And I gotta say, what really kind of f- freaked me out was <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. Kobe, and Too he's much. got and he's got the big gold trophy, and he was just the kind of on the back corner, gold trophy, and he's like just and he was like throwing up four fingers, you know, for the for the four championships. 
and like I looked at him and I was like, oh yeah, there's Kobe. And I had this sort of moment where like everything went quiet for a second, and I was like, holy shit! I was like, I don't know, acutely aware that I was in the presence of greatness, and it was like a really bizarre sort of like I don't know, like I guess a fanboy moment. I was like, I'm in the court of the butterfly king. Yes. And I bow to him. It the black mamba. It was it was it was crazy. It was crazy. Like you see him on television all the time. You see him being like you know kind of like like kind of like very like curt and measured in his interviews and like okay this guy i guess he's like he, he cares about the game nothing else he's not here to delight me uh when he rolled by trophy that easily was you know three feet cradled in one arm fucking top waving to the crowd tossing up four for those rings on the other arm and he turns and he's looking at and once again we are not uh, uh i don't know what was going on i guess we got there early blah blah, blah. we're at a good spot but we were not so far away that like you're seeing them like like you know like some tiny little figures in a court this and that and, like you're looking into Kobe's fucking eyes, and he is thrilled. He's loving it, yeah. and it was it was too much. I, I felt like I was sick. It was like a fanboy moment, you yeah. know. I mean, it was it was nuts. Also, he had a pretty dope T-shirt um, with like the MVP Kobe puppet hand with four rings on it. It was pretty dope. I'm gonna get that shirt. <laughs> Do you polish your rings? You got a ring polisher? That's a little uh, Des for you. Little Des for you. Little Des. Little Des. I didn't see him at the parade, unfortunately. No, no, no. I guess no, he probably no. is, is still in school. He probably, he probably is in school. Probably downstairs with his mom, Mrs. Lewis. Um, all right. Well, <laughs> have analogies. <laughs> well, so, <laughs> little death sample. All right, all right. You're just cracking yourself up right now. I am. LeBron, you got over 20 triple doubles. Can I have one? Kobe, what you uh, over there reading? Kobe, are you in that magazine? So LeBron. Kobe. Kobe. LeBron. LeBron. Kobe. Can I see your shoes? Do you have any new shoes? <laughs> Um, all right, well, yeah, so that was that was the Lakers parade. Uh, we didn't make it to the Coliseum. That place was mobbed out from, like, I don't know, 6 in the morning. And, you know, Crazy. let me tell you, Real Talk does not get up that early. Um, no. We watched some of it on TV. It looked pretty dope. Thank you, Lakers. Congratulations. Let's do it again next year. Uh, and for now, I think, let's move on. Let's move on. So what else uh, What else is new in the world, uh, you know, of, of Real Talk? I think, um, you know, uh, here in Los Angeles, we've had some... Uh, and then more specifically, our little community, our little east side, apologies to East LA, our little <laughs> east side community, we've had some drama. I don't know if you are, if you listen to this show, you're probably down with the taco set, uh, but if you're not, um, there is a, a truck called Taco Zone. Um, it is uh, probably the uh, go-to spot for the average gentrifying uh, hipster who leaves a bar, of which I'm a proud member. Don't get don't get it twisted. We here yeah. are, are are thrilled to do our part to tear down the history of this city, brick by brick, um, by uh, building up wine sure. bars and whatnot. Okay, yeah, I guess. But uh, this spot, this uh, truck was on Alvarado, right across the, from the Vons. Yeah, the Vons parking lot. Um, and um, maybe about a week and a half ago, maybe two weeks ago, like the Twitterverse blows up. It's all over the internet. You get phone calls. Basically, it just was this. Did you hear about Taco Zone? Person two. No. What happened? Person one. Molotov cocktail. They got blown up. Yeah, what? Apparently. Yes. Yes. Blowing up true. their spot. Something happened. There was a fire broke out. Yeah, we a fire know. broke out. And I mean, allegedly, I guess somebody threw some Molotov cocktails or some kind of fire bombs, and like the truck, caught, the truck definitely caught on fire. Yes. Um, Eric Garcetti, city council president, um, who's also the councilman of the you know Echo Park Silver Lake area on his Twitter was like, oh, you know, just called in, um, you know, fire at the Vons, the taco truck is on fire. And a uh, good friend of the show, uh, Catherine, Catherine, Catherine Spires. Uh, you know, she writes a little food column every now and then, maybe a little food blogging, but uh, went to the truck day after. So it happens on a Friday night, she's there on a Saturday night, and um, she spoke to uh, the proprietors, 
um, they confirm yes, some, we we feel we were attacked. Yeah. Uh, no specifics. Uh, yeah, I, 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 don't, I don't know tidbits. if it was um, you know, maybe competition or like I don't or uh, gangs was also tossed gang, out. Like, you know, uh, protection money. You know, they're the refusing. I don't know who who knows. Um, we do know that though some of the male family members of the people who run the truck volunteered, I guess, their services for security. I don't know. I mean, if that was just kind of what was going on in the moment after seeing, you know, their livelihood burn. Yeah. Uh, but uh, safe to say, uh, we have been by since, and they have a new truck. It they is, have a second uh, truck, yeah. They have a second truck. It is it is less grand in its stature, but uh, I, from what I understand, they are still churning out the bean and cheese burritos and quesadillas that the kids uh, leaving the bars love to get so much. Yeah, good. Um, and they actually, I think they had like a benefit concert at Spaceland last week. They did, yeah. Last uh, Friday they had right. a uh, benefit over at Spaceland. I think it was hmm, like 10 bucks a head or maybe 5 bucks a head. I think it was $8. Ahead, Whatever. Um, so, you know, we wish, uh, you know, Tacos on the best and hopefully, you know, that kind of stuff, you know, won't, won't happen. We can't have this, you know, taco violence. Seriously, drop tacos, tacos not bombs. What the fuck is up? Yeah. Chill out. Killing us. God, God, you know, I'm Maddie's. Rest in peace. You know, I'm doing a little cross, knock on some wood. Oh, God. I hope it doesn't spread. I can't God handle for, it. God forbid. God forbid. Um, but the last thing we need is, you know, a taco strife. <laughs> it's too much. I'll sign up. Uh, you know, also in other, you know, truck news, um, sort of interesting, you know, I mean, L.A. is a town of many food trucks. Um, and we actually came across one in Chinatown the other day, a banh mi truck. Um, yeah. Vietnamese sandwich. I don't know if you've ever had the pleasure of having a banh mi. It's like a sort of, you know, um, French-influenced, you know, it's like a baguette-type sandwich. And then usually a combination of, like, cold cuts or maybe some grilled or barbecued meats, um, you know, pate, some pickled daikon and carrots, cucumber, cilantro. So sort of like a, you know, French-Vietnamese mashup of flavors. Pretty pretty awesome sandwich delicious, if you can delicious. find a good one. Yeah. And so there's this truck in Chinatown. It's like an Alpine and Broadway. And we were just on a little, um, just like on a biking adventure, sort of rolling through Chinatown one day and spotted it and tried it out. What did you think? You know, I mean, it was uh, it was good. I mean, as one of the first Bon Mies that I've had in the wild in Los Angeles. Yeah. Uh, you know, I mean, it was it was great. You know, it was good. I mean, it was solid. Um, I mean, you can't beat the location. I mean, in Chinatown, you don't have to drive this and there, blah, blah, blah. Uh, you know, price wasn't too bad. You know, a little small. Yeah, it's Actually, um, you also had a banh mi recently at Via Cafe. Yeah, that was that was good. Also in Chinatown, actually. Also there, Chinatown. Are, there are apparently a bunch of places in Chinatown, actually, to get a, a banh mi. Um, yeah, Via Cafe, it was good. It was tasty, but it was like, it was meager as fuck. <laughs> yeah, I, I, uh, my friend Kevin and I, who joined you for lunch, uh, we both had uh, the pho, and uh, we noticed that your sandwich was, uh, although it meant well, the best of intentions, um, you know, it made me missing some B12, very small. Very yeah, it's it it tiny, but it was pretty good. But then we also, I guess we've been on kind of like a bon mi terror recently, because we, um, <laughs> we had it on last, the last week we uh, drove out to Alhambra in um, you know, San Gabriel Valley. 626? And we, which is like where the you get the real shit. You that, know? That, like yeah, you can get a like twelve inch Holyfield Von Me, um, you know, on a fresh baked baguette, like baked that day for like seriously two two twenty five or two fifty. And I don't even think they were two. Like, I think they were literally like two twenty five. This is not a figure of expression of how much these sandwiches cost. Imagine a Subway sandwich made by someone who is not from, whose tradition is not from this country, and it's delicious. 
and it's literally two dollars. It was so cheap that upon getting there, we thought, well, with two dollars a pop, shit, let's get five. Yeah, um, <laughs> fast forward twenty minutes later, we're all blown out, gullets busted, sitting out in front of the spot uh, with a sa- with a full sandwich and a half yeah. left, just sort of watching the traffic go by. You know, uh, just, in just Alhambra, high on 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 uh, on cold cuts, meatball, little beef. Chicken, like, just, the chicken was good. chicken was great. Like it's just. Ah, make an effort. Make an effort. I will not attempt to butcher the name of this place on the air, but I'll say this. We'll that, put a uh, link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. Link in the show notes. Uh, there's more than a few options uh, out there in Alhambra. And you know what? Like, while we're on the subject, real quick, uh, not just Bonnese, but, you know, the diaspora of uh, the Chinese people who used to live in Chinatown are actually now out in Alhambra. So if you want the hot shit. If yeah, you, you want, want to get dim sum or whatever. Shit, I mean, you dim sum. Get your dim sum <laughs> right. If you want that real shit. You need to be out in that SGV, that 626, that yeah. Alhambra, Monterey Park. Also, don't be afraid. It's there. not that far. It's not that it far. It really isn't. It seems crazy. Uh, I, you know, I put the little one out there. My younger brother uh, stashed him out there a couple summers ago. But, uh, Do we want to tell this whole story right now? Uh, I don't need to tell the whole story. He I'm going to tell the story right now. Oh, a couple God. summers ago, I, I mean, I, I still can't believe you did this. Your poor brother uh, was coming out to L.A. for a summer. What was he, like interning? He some an, animation interning, gig or like, something? Yeah, or a, doing, a film uh, gig? Some cartoon show or something and uh you know i mean you having established a beachhead here and being an older brother you know um you were sort of taken you were given the task of setting him up and also like caring for him so your mom's like you know get you on the phone and is like okay you need to find you know you need to find jared a place he doesn't he didn't have a car he didn't know anything (laughs) he didn't know how to get around he didn't know shit about this city and you you stuck him out in alhambra Man, which like, I mean, it's great to take a trip out there, day trip, and get some delicious food or whatever. But like, he, he was a child. He was a child. He was your flesh and blood, and you just you just put him in a little box in Alhambra. Like, I don't understand how you could do that. The best part is, uh, he worked every day at nine a.m. in Hollywood. He commute to Hollywood on a bus, and probably had to take like four buses. And the the part that really gets me is that you still to this day it. It makes you giggle. You have no remorse, and you None. think you did nothing wrong. None. It's, uh, it you know, amazes I, me. I opened up his horizons. You know, when I said that uh, Alhambra is full of the Chinese diaspora uh, who who left Chinatown, I'm not kidding. Actually, there were no English speakers in the home he stayed at. Yeah. Um, he was the only English speaker among, I think, seven uh, Chinese Cal uh, tech students and 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 uh, just pe- Chinese people who just chilling, you know, working their jobs, blah blah blah. But you know what? I feel like. A little character, a little character building. Yeah. You know, it's like it's like mowing that lawn, a little yard work. You know, made him a man, yeah. grown him, grew him, yeah. grew him up a little bit. But um, let's move wrong. Jared, if you're listening, um, you know, I feel for you. Yeah, I say, um, you know what? You come back again because I'll put you right back there. Um, <laughs> I think now actually it's um, like the return of an old friend. Now it's time for part of the show we call "I Know It Was You." I know it was you, Fredo. You broke my heart. This is the part in the show where we call people out for some shit that they did. Would you like to start? I would like to start. <clears throat> um, I would say about a month ago, I was at one of our favorite spots, Little Joy. Um, and, you know, I was whip-wise that night. I was on the bikes, on the whip. And uh, I had locked my bike to a, uh, if you're familiar with the streets of Los Angeles, you recognize this, but I'll describe it for our listeners uh, not in our city. Uh, it's a loading-only parking sign. Imagine a parking meter stock but instead of the uh, head of the meter that accepts the change and reads you what's going on, there's just a very small little metal sign on a little little cap on top. And, uh, you know, I lock my bike to them all the time. They're all over the place. Lock the bike up, go inside, have some drinks, have some laughs, whatever, come outside. Uh, place is closing up. So now the, the street is flushed with uh, the bar patrons from this bar and surrounding bars. And I walk over to where my bike's locked up, you know, like 
give him a key out. And as I walk up to the pole, there's this dude. He's like a um, Hispanic kid, probably 22, maybe 20, standing with like three or four of his boys. You know, he's got his little Dodgers hat on, you know, a little flannel eyes. Yeah, and, Dodger uh, fan, nice. What's up? Dodger fan is nice. Dodger fan, yeah, he's nice. You know, a little Doyer town. Uh, well, he, he, I walk up and he's like, yo, dog, yo, dog, man. You know, man, I, you, know, you, that, you can't park, you shouldn't park your bike there, dog. I'm like, you know, like, what's up? Like, why? Okay, well, I mean, I'm leaving, so, like, what's the issue? He's like, yeah, man, I told my boy not to park there, man. You know, like, like don't lock your bike there, man, because, like, it's dangerous. And I was like, uh, I don't really understand what you're talking about. Man, man, come on, man, come stole your bike, dog. Come stole your bike, dog. I'm like, what are you talking about? He walks over to the pole, grabs the physical sign, the, the cap on top of the pole. It's loose. He lifts it up and shows me. And now when you lift up the top, there's nothing to prevent someone from just picking up the bike and lock and sliding it off the little tiny three-foot pole and walking away with it. So he picks it up, puts the cat back on, like, you know, like, ta-da, like, I could have stolen your bike. And I'm like, I, I say, okay, well, fair enough. You know, like, you did have an opportunity to steal my property, and, you know, you didn't. I appreciate that. And so I put my key in the lock, and I'm about to unlock my bike. And he goes, not like, he doesn't, he, he, he thinks I don't understand what's going on he goes no 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 no, no. you don't understand i, I stay right up there dog. i stay right up there and like he points like up the block to his house and he goes man dog you know i could i could have took you by me i could have had a khs dog i, I ride a khs uh track bike he goes i could have had a khs dog could have had a khs i'm like okay well fair enough i, I appreciate your restraint uh i'll be going home now and uh, he's like man you can at least bring one for the beer or something even like five dollars or something i'm like so you're telling me like you want me to pay you for not stealing my bike. That's what you're saying. He's like, man, come on, man. Five dollars or something. Grabs the top of the little cap. Takes it off. And I haven't unlocked my bike. Picks up my bike. Demonstrating how he would have done it. Lifts it over the top. And sets it in front of me. Like, come on, man. I could have stolen your bike. And I look at him. At this point, like, I'm like I, Oliver, you're there. Standing right yeah, next yeah, to me. Yeah, I was there. I was and there. you're kind of like, what's going on? Like, And, uh, uh. And I, t- I tell him at that point, you know, like, you know what, hey, it's a good thing you didn't steal it because, you know, tears for days. Like, you wouldn't even know about these tears that I have. Like, I, you know, I right. you were much. You were saying that you would have been crying if you I stole your I was saying I would have been crying. But that's, not I, what he, that's not how he quite understood it. <laughs> what I think he, he thought you were threatening him. What I think he heard was, is that he stolen my bike. He would have had tears for days. So right. he takes like a half step back. He's like, what the fuck were you saying? And like, looks at his boys. They're kind of confused. And I don't even perceive this at the time. Oliver relates this I, later. Yeah, to tell you later about I'm, what exactly he was. I had no down. idea like what he was thinking. So I'm just, you know what? Um, I am done. Pop the lock. Put it in the back pocket. You're on the bike. He's like, man, at least give me five dollars or something. I'm like, you know, I'm not. I'm really not going to pay you for not stealing my bike. I feel like you had your opportunity, and so I, you know, I rolled away. And uh, what I'd like to say to this gentleman is, you know what? You think that maybe because you didn't steal my bike, I owe you something. Maybe maybe I should have taken you inside and purchased you a beer because you didn't steal my shit. Guess what? I know it was you. <laughs> I know it was you. You may think that, you know, oh, you're doing me a public service by demanding money for stealing my shit. But guess what? I know it was you. You broke my fucking heart. <laughs> fucking bike thief. Would be uh, bike thief. Would be bike thief. I mean, he didn't actually steal. Um, a couple things just to add. Um one, I mean, it was already it was after last call, so you couldn't have bought him a beer even if you actually no, had no. tried to. Um, also, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know the impression. It's kind of <laughs> I don't know whether to to laugh or sort of be offended by it. Um, so let's do both. Um, and then last thing, he did actually teach you a lesson. Oh, my impression of the guy. First of all, I mean, you were there. Was that not accurate? No, I mean, it, that's kind of like I know that's that's as close as like. That's the best you can do, and it's it's not entirely like out of the ballpark. Here's the deal: I fucking live in Echo Park, fucking you know adjacent Silver Lake area, and I happen on these boys all the time. And I fucking chill with these kids, I smoke with these kids, I ride with these kids. It's not an issue. I'm gonna tell you this: no, I'm not saying the man rolled on me saying I could have had your bike. I know, and you dog. know what? He could have. 
He also, I mean, I'm not trying to like, I'm, I'm not trying to play devil's advocate or anything, but I mean, it, he did actually, I mean, you did learn from that. You studied and you learned. I studied, I learned. Because uh, last time we went to Gold Room and you were on your bike and you, I saw you deliberately not lock it to a loading sign. You lock, locked it to a, a parking meter. I'll never do it again. I'll tell you what, I appreciate his advice. It's his lesson learned. Pro tip. I mean, it is a pro tip. Don't, don't lock your shit to things that can easily be taken off. If you block your bike to something, grab it with your might and jerk it. And if it comes loose, lock it to something else. But I'll tell you what, I'm not going to pay him. Oh, no, no. That was, I mean, that was, that was sort of out of the question. Yeah, that was going to happen. So you know it was him. I, oh, I fucking know. I, I, oh, I know it was him. I knew it was him. Um, yeah, well, I mean, you know, I, I mentioned earlier that uh, you had a birthday party. Um, uh, yes, that's true. A um, couple, I guess it was last week. Um, good time. Thank you for everybody uh, who came out and you know celebrated my birthday. It was a good time, um, except for this one guy. <laughs> this one guy. This one guy. Okay, so rewind it a little bit. Um, met up with a couple kids for dinner right before uh, going to the bar. The the main celebration was at uh, Tony's Bar in the Arts District, which we checked out. It was actually pretty cool, pretty chill. And before that, so we're at, like having dinner, and a couple friends of mine. Shout out to Nick and Nikki. Very, very kind, very thoughtful. Um, gave me a little gift, and it was like a little bag uh, full of vintage skinny ties, which I, I love. And also a couple bow ties in there just for fun, for variety. So I was like, oh, wow, this is really awesome. I liked it so much that I took off the tie I was wearing, and I put it in the bag, and then I instantly tied on one of the fresh new uh, vintage ties. Anyway, but the rest of them, like, I put in this bag, and, uh, you know, we're walking from dinner over to the bar, and... Uh, you know, somebody, I think it was Joey Giggles, like, had the had the bag of ties, you know. He just grabbed it on his way out. So I get to the bar, and, like, I guess he set it down somewhere. And, I mean, the bar was pretty empty except for, you know, like, sort of our our crew that night. And I guess he set it down, you know, pretty innocently. And at some point, I don't know how it happened, but, like, there were a lot of ties in that bag. And somebody was maybe like, oh, let's, like, let's all put on a bunch of ties, you know. So, like, that was cool. Um, and, like, I know Spencer tied, you know, who's the only one probably in that whole, in all of the arts district that night who, like, knew how to tie a bow tie, like, tied a bow tie for a dude he thought I guess was like a friend of a friend and you know he told me he's like oh I, you know I, I tied one of those bow ties and I put it on you know such and such that guy over there like I don't know one of your friends or his friend and I kind of looked over and I was like I don't I don't actually know who you're talking about or who whatever and it turned out it was like some stranger some random dude who was like at the bar and I guess later Spencer went back to check on him and he was like hey man where's that bow tie I tied for you and he was like oh you know it's here and he like pulled it out of his pocket and he was like uh okay it was like, why don't you can I have that can I have that back and then he's like yeah sure and then he's like what about that other tie he saw like I guess he had seen him when he tied the bow tie initially he saw him with another one of the ties also also at this point the bag sitting on the table next to them was completely completely empty, empty yeah there were no ties in the bag so Spencer's like where's that other tie and he's like oh it's right here it takes that out of his pocket and then Spencer's like do you do you have any other ties you know in there and he's like oh yeah a couple and he empties his pocket and he's got like a, the, the entire <laughs> he has all the ties he has his pockets like a, a king's ties. ransom of ties <laughs> like he has this, this asshole has my fucking birthday present um and i guess like he thought he was gonna get away with it i mean he he thankfully he handed them over without any sort of um he could have gotten big you know, like like what ties yeah he wasn't trying to flex or anything like it wasn't like a Debo moment um it's <laughs> just like, like what, what kind of a person does it? I'll tell you what kind. Uh, a fucking dick. And I know it was you. You broke my heart. Step off. All right, well, I feel better getting that off my chest. I think this about wraps it up. Do you have anything else uh, to add? 
Um, <clears throat> you know, I, I, I just want to let everyone know once again, I feel like it's out there. There are a select few uh, who are dominating both the hotline and the email. And I want you to know that if you are listening to this and you haven't called the hotline, yeah, hit us, there up. Are, hit us up. Hit us up. There are people who you know are what? We, calling. We get people all the time who are like, oh, yeah, I was going to call. Or like, oh, let me tell you this story. And we're like, oh, cool, call the hotline. You know, share it because we want everyone to hear. You know, we want to share it with the listeners. So it's true. called up. 323-545-6252. Thatrealtalk at gmail.com. Check it out. Let us know what's up. Uh, I think I think for Real Talk 9, this is it. This I think is we're out. wrapping it up. Uh, we'll be back soon with some more good shit. Uh, Jeremy, do you want to play us out? <laughs> if I had my fucking keyboard, I would. <laughs> You're going to. We'll get a clip. We'll throw it in there. We'll get a clip. Uh, yeah. uh, we'll maybe enjoy a clip of me playing keyboard All right, chat. Play us out. That's real talk.